So we missed the Tuesday edition of of interviewing Justin Ferguson. So we're glad to have him on here on this Wednesday. We now go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joins us. Justin, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. And I heard you got the opportunity and and saw a little bit that uh, you were down in Mobile yesterday checking out the Senior Bowl. Uh, What all did you uh, see down there and uh, have a good time down there? Yeah, it was uh, was a pretty good trip. We had uh, a couple of uh, opportunities to talk to Auburn players. Obviously, Derek Hall and Efu Leota, both down there practicing the senior ball. I thought Derek had a really good day yesterday. Uh, a lot of NFL folks uh, around were pretty high on what they saw out of him. He obviously got a first-round uh, projection in the mock draft from Mel Kuyper um, a couple weeks ago. So there's a lot of buzz really building on there. For Efu Leota, it was the first time he got on the on the on, on a field wearing pads uh, for the first time since he suffered that injury early last season for Auburn. So it had been a long time coming for him, uh, and so he, he had to. He was he said he was rusty. Had to you know get back into playing shape. Um, so I would expect him to kind of get better as the week goes on. And Mobile was good to see and talk to both of those guys again. Um, you know, both really good, really good players for Auburn, uh, and, and you know, really good. Uh, just, just guys that you want to have represent your program. And then on top of that, got an opportunity to talk to uh, Hugh Freeze about a number of topics uh, involving Auburn football here um, over the next few, you know, kind of weeks and months. And uh, then obviously um, went down to uh, went down to uh, Blunt High School last night after the Senior Bowl and watched a little basketball. Uh, LeBaron Phylon, uh, who is a number one player in the state of Alabama for the class of 2024, one of the top point guards in the country, uh, was in action, um, you know, for Baker High School and uh, watched him play and uh, heard word that he is going to be making his commitment on Friday. And I think Auburn's got to feel pretty good about their chances after, especially after landing uh, Todd Pettiford earlier today. Well, uh, that seems like a pretty productive trip then for all, all in one, one trip to Mobile for a guy. And, and I, I want to go back to that Hugh Freeze part of it, too. We were talking uh, about these new commitments for Auburn, which they got two of. And, and the thing that struck me the most about what he said the other day was he was talking about the classes of 2024 and 2025 are the ones that he feel will make or break this team and this program going forward. And what does he do the next day? They get a commitment from the class of 2024 and and 2025. So talk about those two guys and what Auburn is getting and just the momentum they continue to build. Yeah, the first one they got uh, today was uh, Malik Autry, who is from right down the road in, uh, in, in Bobalika. So it's huge. Um, this is a, it's a 2025 kid. So you're talking about somebody who just finished up his his uh, his <laughs> sophomore year of high school. He's just a 10th or season, I should say. He's still in, he's still in the 10th grade right now. Uh, but just finished up his 10th grade season of football. He's 6'6", 280. Um, monster defensive lineman. He obviously continued to grow. He's got two more years of football left in front of him in the, in the high school ranks. Um, he's a big he's a big deal. They don't rank recruits this early uh, when it comes to, you know, when you're several classes ahead like he is. Um, however, uh, to tell you how big of a deal this dude is, Georgia offered him when he was an 8th grader. Um, so, like, this is a big, big time pickup for Auburn. Huge defensive lineman from right down the road. Grew up an Auburn fan. Wanted to, you know, wanted to play for Auburn. He's going to get his opportunity. Really cool story, obviously, to get him. Local kids, especially just local, you know, stud talents like him. Uh, and then on top of that, they get Jaden Lewis, um, who is uh, a really good four-star cornerback from um, from Aniston, 
um, he's going to join Amon Lane in this 2024 class uh, for Auburn uh, at corner. Really fast, really, really fast dude. Um, plays on the Anderson team. He's got a lot of D1 talent, uh, you know, in, in the mix. And so uh, he's going to be one to watch moving forward. Good size, uh, cornerback position, but I just really blown away with how fast he moves. Um, so, yeah, these are two really big pickups. I mean, it's just you're laying the foundation. Um, you know, you get a blue chip guy in, in Jaden Lewis. I would be stunned if, uh, you know, Blake Autry wasn't uh, a blue chip guy in the 25 class as well. So, I mean, these are dudes that you can, you know, hope can be kind of key recruiters for you in state guys um, that can, you know, really build the foundation for what you want to build here in the future. Ferg, uh, the class of 2025, it's off to a hot start. What does it mean when you get a guy like a Malik Autry, a local guy who's that highly rated? He's your first pickup. What does that do for your momentum going forward with this class? Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of attention will be put towards the 2024 guys here, but you you can pick up some 25 guys uh, along the way over the next year. Or so, and so Autry, I think is going to be a guy that you can kind of see help recruit other dudes, um, and you know kind of be the one that, you know, if he was the first one on board, um, he usually does a really good job of, you know, kind of recruiting and, and trying to bring other guys on board. I think of Damari Austin now. He was a couple of years ago for Auburn. He was a really early commitment, um, you know, for, for the Tigers. So, yeah, I think I think it, it, it can only help. It can only help that you can kind of put a marker down with a local kid, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, hopefully establish some ties because this guy's going to, play against a lot of good players he's gonna you know play with some good players he's gonna go to camps he's gonna get all-star games and for him to be an Auburn commitment I think can only help uh, because you know people I think will get excited to play with him talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call Justin let's transition into tonight's festivities with Auburn taking on Georgia inside of Neville Arena this is technically one of the easiest games remaining on Auburn's schedule yet it's a team that Auburn has already lost to this year obviously the environment completely different now being in Neville Arena but preview this matchup and what Auburn needs to do differently this time around against Georgia yeah, the top priority is really easy. Slow down Terry Roberts and Cario Akendo. These two guys absolutely torched Auburn in their last matchup, combining for 43 in that game. It's one of Auburn's worst games of the year on both ends of the floor. Didn't really have any answers on defense uh, and really couldn't get anything going on offense. I think Auburn's second half against West Virginia, when they came back from you know, 16, 17 down to really rally in that game, I think you saw an offense um, that was kind of playing more under control. And on top of that, uh, for Auburn, I think the defense really stepped up as well. So the fact that Auburn rallied uh, and came close to beating West Virginia and having that comeback on Saturday, I think is going to help uh, because you're not coming in. You know, you've lost back-to-back games, but it's not like your typical. Oh, you've gotten you know run off the floor your last two games. Even though you lost to Georgia last time, I think you're playing at home. You can give you this is a big bounce-back opportunity if you're Auburn, and it's a rivalry game. There's a lot of kids on this team from Georgia. They'll want to play well. Obviously got a bad taste in their mouth from what happened the last time. And if you look at Georgia since Auburn's played them, they haven't been great, but they've gotten some good wins. And just the key is is that you got to do a really good job on on uh, Terry Roberts and Cario Quinto. Those are two elite guards. You know, their wings and forwards and big men at, at, at Georgia aren't as tough and aren't as, you know, like, you know, tough matchups, I should say, compared to the guards. So for Auburn, it's just going to be can you slow down a really good guard? That has definitely been the emphasis for Bruce Pearl over the last few days. 
um, trying to slow this thing down. And so if Auburn manages to you know keep those guys under control, they should be able to win at home. If not, and either of those guys get hot, or especially if both of them get hot, uh, Auburn could be in for a really, really tough matchup because you know uh, Georgia has confidence coming into this game from what they did to Auburn uh, you know, last month. Ferg, we've talked about it for the past several weeks now, looking at what Auburn does well and what they don't. You have you haven't defended scoring guards very well for for most of the season, and and that's not a secret. But other than just play defense better, what are some things that Auburn can do to slow down guards that like to put the ball in the basket? Yeah, I mean it's it's I think Auburn's got to be willing to you know play with more of their their zone looks. Um, that zone defense that they've run here the last few weeks has been pretty effective. Now, if a team's starting to shoot well from deep, like you know obviously West Virginia had Eric Stevenson the other day who couldn't miss. It's harder to jump into the zone against West Virginia or maybe the first half against Texas A&M when they're bombing like they do from deep, especially knowing that for Auburn, your backcourt is undersized um, when, when it comes to you know challenging guys on the perimeter. Um, so I think for Auburn, it's just you got to get off to a better start, kind of set the tone, and be able to kind of play that kind of mix-and-match defense that they do and throw teams off on, on offense, you know. If you can get into a rhythm and you know every time coming down the floor – Okay, Auburn's in man. Here's how we're going to attack it. Well, if you come, to, if they come down the floor and you jump into the zone and go back and forth, um, you know, in the second halves of these last two games that Auburn had, that's been the key to them kind of turning around. So for Auburn, I think it's just come out with a really good start on defense. Um, you know, be able to kind of set the tone there, and then you can kind of play, you know, on the attack with your defense, so to speak, rather than having to kind of react to how the other team's playing. And then, Ferg, this Saturday, we, we've got to mention this matchup because Auburn will be going to the number two team in the country in the Tennessee Volunteers. And obviously, there's always been a lot between Auburn and Tennessee since Bruce Pearl became Auburn's head coach. And Auburn's had some wonderful moments against Tennessee. But this is going to be about as tough as it gets. This, this and at Alabama can't get much tougher than that, than that, not only in the SEC, but in the entire country. So what are the things that Auburn's going to have to do? Well, I assume, Ferg, that this will have to be a lower-scoring game for Auburn to succeed in. But just uh, just talk about this Tennessee team and, and the great challenge that Auburn will face with it. Yeah, Tennessee has one of the best defense we've, defenses we've ever seen in college basketball. I mean, statistically, they are putting up efficiency numbers that are unreal. I mean, I'm talking about even a step above those Virginia teams under Tony Bennett uh, that really, really just dominated games. Because Tennessee, I mean, they're just they're just all world on defense right now. Um, the, the good news for Auburn is that the teams that have given Tennessee trouble this year have been teams that have really good defenses on their own. Kentucky, obviously, going into Knoxville and get, getting a win. We have seen Tennessee have some struggles with some teams that play well on defense in these games because their own offense isn't kind of light them up, you know, score 80, 90 points a night kind of an offense. And, uh, but when they have a defense that's better than everybody in the country and better than most defenses we've seen from elite teams, they don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think for Auburn, your best chance of winning in Knoxville on Saturday is you hope that, you know, Tennessee has one of their colder sh- shooting performances. You have one of your better defensive performances, and you might be able to kind of grind it out with Jalen Williams uh, you know, and then Janai Barrow and maybe hit some shots from the perimeter that you might not be hitting consistently. So it's a huge opportunity, you know, for Auburn if you take care of business tonight, um, you know, in, in against against Georgia, then you're looking at that Tennessee game as like, okay, 
you, you pick yourself off the mat, you end the losing streak, and then it's just a big opportunity. Like, no one's going to expect Auburn to go in there and win, you know, in Knoxville. But if you can, it would be such a huge re- resume boost. Um, so for Auburn, I think it's just going to be get back on track tonight uh, on both ends of the floor, and then give it your best shot at Tennessee because, I mean, I'm telling you, this, this Tennessee defense, when they're locked in, uh, they're, they're, they're capable of beating anybody in the country and, and making them look ugly when they do it. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Uh, Justin, I know we got the game tonight, but what else can we look forward to uh, with you at the Observer here over the next days and weeks? Yeah, so tomorrow we'll have observations from the Auburn-Georgia game, so deep dive into everything we learn from Auburn-Georgia tomorrow. And also, uh, tomorrow we're going to have an opportunity to talk to a lot of the assistant coaches uh, for Auburn football for the first time. So look for something from that on Friday morning. We'll have a podcast on Friday morning as well. Um, and then I'll be heading to Knoxville over the weekend to cover this game between Auburn and Tennessee. A lot of stuff on the site uh, this week uh, about football uh, and just the uh, what we've heard here recently from the coaching staff and some insight into roster management, recruiting, quarterback situation. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff uh, at the Observer because it's been a pretty busy week. Guys kind of traveling all over the place. Uh, with Auburn football, men's basketball. So check it out, auburnobserver.com. Sign up there. It's $6 a month, or you can pay $60 up front and get two months free with your yearly subscription um, if you do it that way. And uh, everything we do, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast, gets sent straight to your email inbox. And we put out something pretty much every single day of the week at 6 a.m. Central Time. As always, Justin, we appreciate the time today. We hope you enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. I'll be good.